Welcome to the Teaching Tax Flow Podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Welcome, everybody, back to Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast. John Trapalski from the TTF team. And to my right, as always, Chris Picchiero. Hey, Chris, what's up, buddy? I am well. How are you, John? I'm pretty good. We It's funny. We ask each other that like we haven't seen each other in a long time, and we've been standing next to each other working for the past few days. So kind of awkward, but it's okay. Well, so, I'm just glad you took a shower today. Well, did I? I don't remember. They, uh, <laughs> all kidding aside, um, great guest, great topic. I always love these market spotlights, right? So Chris, before we do that, who's supporting this episode for us? This podcast is sponsored by Reps Tracker. Are you a real estate investor who is bogged down with a huge tax burden? Real estate investing can open the door to powerful tax benefits. Reps Tracker can streamline the process of accelerating these tax benefits. To take advantage of a special TTF community discount, go to www.repstracker.com/affiliate/teachingtaxflow and use the code IFG. You can look in our show notes or email us at hello@teachingtaxflow.com. We are so excited to have Heather Blatz on the show today. We are going to spotlight the beautiful Fort Walton Beach, Florida market. Heather has a ton of experience in real estate. She scaled her real estate business between flips, uh, commercial, residential. She's put together an awesome group of real estate investors in Northwest Florida or in Fort Walton Beach. And she is our expert on this in this market. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. So my first question here is, how did you choose, how did you choose Fort Walton Beach, Florida? So Fort Walton for me was a place my mother chose. And uh, being a military brat, we did move away. So it was my choice to come back. Um, but I was just sitting on the uh, at a restaurant vacationing here, you know, like most people, um, wondering why the heck I was living in Georgia when I could be living with the beautiful view of the emerald waters and the white beaches. So I packed up and I moved in 2000, I think it was seven or eight. Wow, that's quite a, I, so so it's pretty rare that someone had I mean, there's been so many people moving to the Emerald Coast in general. Um, to, that you've been here since 2007, 2008, plus had a history of being in, in that area is, is, fat, is really neat because- I think I'm the only bozo that lived down South and moved North back to the cold. <laughs> yeah, that's a- <laughs> I mean, somebody has to do it, right? I like to think think of myself in, in doing that, we'll call it an action. I have other words for it, um, but offsetting, right? So I'm offsetting population decline. I'm trying to- There you me. go. <laughs> so in Fort Walton Beach- you know, a lot of people vacation there, obviously. Um, I imagine there's some seasonal residency, especially in the wintertime. I'm hoping that there's a bunch of pickleball courts. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's my passion now uh, outside of, that's my athletic passion, I guess. Um, but what's our, what are some of the unique things about Fort Walton Beach? And, and because some of the other areas, you know, I mean, obviously you're right next to Destin and, and some of the other coastal communities. So what makes Fort Walton Beach different than those areas? So Fort Walton Beach, we like to say, is definitely the Emerald Coast hidden secret. Um, we have not, I don't, I think even now we haven't really been truly discovered. 
Um, so people do go to Destin, they go to 30A, the Panama City and Pensacola are definitely on the map and we're right in the middle, but we are surrounded by a military community. So it's definitely something that um, people all over the nation, all over the world do know about. Uh, beautiful, sandy, white beaches. If you love the water, it's amazing to, to even get to live here. So a lot of these people obviously are relocated here because of the military and, and they come back. They basically travel around the world for the next 30 years and they come back and they retire here. Um, so I definitely say that, that that is, we're discovered, but we're really not discovered by the full community of uh, second homes. Mm-hmm. And it, there is a, a downtown Fort Walton Beach and there's a, there's a community. It's not just a place for people from, based on my times being, you know, a few times being there and I'm uh, looking back to returning, looking forward to returning, but uh, it, it does seem like a very nice place to raise a family as well. Uh, so that's, you know, that's, that's really cool. Um, the real estate market and, you know, how, how has that, you know, as far as, how much, I guess my question is, do you have a lot of seasonal residents in the winter and what segments of the market seem to be doing better than others? So I would say that we're definitely protected um, by the ebbs and flows of the market because we have a lot of military that are moving here and then they have to leave. So they come in three years later, they move, a new you know group comes in. We are surrounded by army and air force multiple bases here and then i'm from what i've been told i'm not in the military myself but there's a lot of training here and so um that definitely protects us as far as super high markets and super low markets um and then we the short-term rental market is definitely popular um we like literally i'm sitting at my house right now and i'm five minutes from the beach so I can jump in my car, drive over the bridge, and I've got a beautiful view and everything that somebody would experience coming here on vacation. And so that's what happens a lot of times. People travel to the Amo Coast and they drive down 98 from Pensacola to Panama City, you know, a three-hour strip. And you've got multiple cities there um, on that strip in Fort Walton. We literally hop over the bridge and we are at the beach. And so I think that our prices are a little bit lower than being in a tourist community like Destin. So we can drive over to Destin in about 15 minutes, um, sometimes 20, 25 minutes with traffic. And you have all the shopping, popular shopping places and dining places and, you know, the to do for tourists where you're going on dolphin cruise or, you know, if you want to um, take all the water sports, skis and different things like that out. Um, but we get we can live here. So what happens is people come in, they travel to Destin and they vacation there. And the market that I see are people that are like, wow, I really would like to have a second home here or live here, not just generate a lot of income off of it, but actually just have a place that's affordable that they can visit themselves and either cover them, you know, price of the mortgage or um, even make a little bit of money. So they start looking in Fort Walton for that. Mm -hmm. So a question... Two for you, Heather. So a lot of other areas. So those those that you may come in contact with or work with as far as for, say, out-of-state investors, what other areas of the country do you find some of them coming from? Like what other states or regions, et cetera? Definitely um, California is a huge investor in our area. Um, we have tons of people from the northern states, New York um, area. I've And then really anything drivable within 15 hours. So we tend to be a hotspot because we're in North Florida. 
So they call it like lower Alabama. Once you hit Alabama, you're with, you're here within an hour. So, um, fit, you know, uh, Tennessee, Nashville and Kentucky, that area is only about seven to 10 hours. Um, so right North of that, we have a lot of people coming in that, you know, it takes a day for them to drive here. So it's not that far and they don't have to fly. Um, I would say there that, and as far as other countries, we're definitely on the, on the global map. Um, for other countries, there's a big reach out now that just began from COVID for uh, foreign investments here. Um, and that's a that's actually a growing market now. And even even on the note of like flip properties, for example, too, I know some markets, the some of the homes are a little more dated or certain areas are a little bit more dated. So there's a lot more opportunity for flips. Tell us a little bit about like what's what's happening over there. Is there is there an abundance of properties that might fit the criteria for that? Or is there not as many now? Do you see more in the you know next five, 10 years? What's the kind of current, current outlook as far for that in the future as well? Sure. So Fort Walton started developing really the houses you'll see still existing in the 40s. And so we're landlocked. Um, if you go north of us, uh, we're landlocked by the Air Force community that owns a bunch of property. And then obviously south of us, we're all water. So there's really not a lot of uh, property to develop. So really the only option is renovating a home um, or knocking it down and building a new one. So land prices sometimes are a little too high to do that uh, just because the value is there. So you, for instance, you can't buy something less than $100,000 because the land value is going to be between 100 and 120 off the water um, at a minimum. So um, our land value is so high flipping is is really you know really popular i don't know about there being an ebbs and flow in that i've seen when i started um flipping property in 2014 and 15 the market was good i was finding good deals not that it was on the mls so you have to network and talk to people and be known um be a known investor and they're still great now um just like everybody else we did see increased value for flips over the past two years, you know, you buy something, you think you're going to make X amount of money, you end up making more because the market continued to go up for those two years. Um, but I, I don't see anything really dominant for like foreclosures or anything like that. I think this is a space where you definitely need to be here to network, uh, to find good deals. It's not something where you're buying the properties on the, you know, um, court steps or anything like that. Um, but it's it's definitely good for flipping for sure. And almost like the, the famous saying that I know I hear a lot from from friends and connections. It's you know if you don't know the right person, by the time it hits the MLS, the great deals are usually gone. So absolutely, basically the same there, I assume. Oh yes, yes. Well, and that's why I mean that's why it's so special that you've put together the Real Estate Investor Group of Northwest Florida. We're excited uh, to to visit that group in the next couple of weeks and spread a little teaching tax flow love. Uh, there and you know with Fort Walton Beach specifically, I'm, I mean obviously the the airport is growing. Um, just from it seems like a stable market with the military and not only with the military but also with the VA loans and the the the, the ease more ease to be bankable with the military with the programs that are out there versus um, someone else. So obviously you know with the real estate market and, and the financing part kind of go sometimes go hand in hand. So um, we get some questions in our defeating taxes fa private Facebook group about short term rental properties. Um, as far as in Fort Walton Beach in, in Fort Walton, is there what are those restrictions like uh, 
you know, is, is there special permitting? I know I'm in Nashville, Franklin, Nashville area, and it's gotten really stuck tough. Um, and, and it seems like down here and down in Florida, a lot of it has to do with the zoning and the permitting is, is it something that someone could just buy, can buy a single family home and, and convert it to an STR or, or, you know, is there, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. There's definitely restrictions on STRs here that were put in place years ago. And um, there's been talks of additional um, permitting. That's permitting isn't, wasn't something that was uh, something you had to do initially. One of the smaller cities here, Mary Esther, implemented permitting when STRs started becoming popular. So you definitely have to apply for permits and they have a density um, there. Fort Walton Beach in the city area, there hasn't been any restrictions unless it's against the HOA um, in that area. Or like if you're buying a condo and it's against um, the you know restrictions in that condominium. But as far as single family homes or townhouses, you can there's it's pretty open um, right now. Obviously, that's something that we constantly have to watch. Destin is restricted. Um, most um, a, a property in the north side of 98, Highway 98 is non-STR. You have to be, you know, south of 98, Highway 98 to um, for that to be allowed. And then Niceville and Shalimar, which is within 10 minutes of me, 15 minutes of me, there's restrictions there as well. You just have to check um, with the city and the county in those areas. And of course, with HOAs, probably like various other cities as well. Yeah, that's where you know th those things are so local. Uh, when you're when you're looking at different markets, and it's very important to work with someone that's an expert in your market. We're definitely going to give out Heather's information, so people listening, if you're interested in learning more about Fort Walton Beach and um, potentially investing there, uh, you'll, you're going to want that information. And and again, that's why having that real estate investor group is so important. Just bringing people together because most transactions are at least started uh, not on. It, let's put it this way. You'd be surprised how many transactions are started not on the internet in real mm -hmm. estate. You know, it's got, and that's just kind of the way it goes once you get into it. So, mm -hmm. um, and I agree. I mean, that's, it's, it's neat. It's, it's such a unique area and, and um, it's, it's, I just see, feel like you've seen a lot of growth and um, it's got beaches. I mean, come on. Oh, I know it's on the beach. <laughs> At least you'll have beach in your name, right? You don't have to tell people what you're buying. You're not like, oh, we're in Fort Wall. And then what, you know, the beach is here. They already know. Um, so, Heather, I know it, we kind of talked about it a little bit, right? So what are some of the oh, – I've got to put you on the spot a little bit. But what are some of the challenges that you guys may have around there? I mean, as, as wild as it is, I mean, do you have people, say, coming to market looking for something and there's a key piece missing or is inventory the biggest issue? are, you know, you mentioned pricing is still relatively affordable for the most part. Is that slowly increasing to a point where it, it's potentially come an issue? And and whatever you we see that issue or many of, I mean, is there something y'all are doing as far as a for, for a solution for some of those? So as far as issues, really affordability, I think is, has been on the radar for a lot of people um, with the rates going up. Um, obviously rental properties have gone up tremendously as well. So before when you see buyers coming to town, it was buy or rent and rates were low enough that, you know, it was kind of like even they could get a rental or they can get, they can go buy. Um, now rentals are very, fairly high, but pretty, 
comparative to what you could purchase a house for. Um, and so, but we are seeing a little shift in the market here where the new construction is starting to come down below the resale market, um, mm -hmm. which is our always indicative of, you know, a change. Um, so I think that the, again, our area tends to stay right in the middle. So not extremely high, not extremely low comparative to the rest of the nation. Um, because people still have to live somewhere, right? They're stationed here. They have to live somewhere. If they don't have a place to rent, they have to have a place to buy. And there has been increases in their BAH here, um, with the recent changes over the years with prices increasing. So I think that the military did a really good job of adjusting that. Um, you'd probably have to talk to somebody in the military to make sure that that is hundred percent accurate, but I have continue to see we flip properties we sell to va buyers all the time mm -hmm. that are extremely happily extremely satisfied obviously we're still selling to um airmen lower airmen and officers so we're seeing and we flip mainly below five hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. so we're still in that first time home buyer market for um most for the most part um as far as on the flipping side i'm not sure if this is what you meant but on the flipping side if an investor purchases a property there's a lot of things that you need to know about the area and about the buyer. So when you have a VA buyer, you have certain requirements the house has to meet. So when you go to purchase something, then when you assess the renovation, you have to take into consideration the insurance changes in Florida, as well as VA requirements or FHA requirements in your renovation when you're you know, assessing, analyzing that deal. So that could be an issue if you're not educated on it and you purchase a property and then you find out that it's not insurable for wiring or the roof is, you know, nine years old and the VA doesn't like it or the insurance in Florida doesn't like it. You know, those are potential big ticket items that can affect the profitability for investors. It's a perfect response, right? Because if somebody, <laughs> say, say the military, I mean, it might be a family on the move that might be projecting a move in the next 30, 60, 90 days. They're looking for something. They're allotted amount of time to dedicate on their end. Personally, I'm sure it's very limited. Um, you know, there's a lot of travel constraints and time and, and energy. So, like you mentioned too, knowing the market, knowing what you know the requirements are for specific types of lending, whether it's an area that you kind of forecast could be a good rental property if they have to move again in two years, it might be a buy and hold somewhere along those lines. And there's there's huge opportunity. It's something you can't do anywhere. I mean, even if some areas, even if you live an hour away it's drastically different. I mean, even thinking of myself in Michigan, I can drive 15 minutes in either direction from my home. And those markets are so drastically different that I couldn't even make a really good assumption and I could walk to them. <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. from one to the other. So you, you had a very good point there. Thank you. And are you seeing a lot of people move? I mean, especially after, after the pandemic that are remote workers that have said, why am I living somewhere that's gloomy and cold when I could just have no state income tax? I mean, I, I call those kind of like, and we did that seven years ago. It's a lifestyle choice. Like they, they're moving it for, for that lifestyle. You, um, and if, if, you know, if you're seeing, cause obviously with the military, it's, it's a more structured move, but are you seeing a lot of lifestyle choice moves in, into your market? Absolutely. Especially right after the pandemic, uh, when people started moving to remote jobs. Um, I, from my experience, it was a lot of people that had, um, I, they had been to this area. So maybe they were previously stationed here and or, you know, family members had been here because they were moving instead of moving to Destin, they were moving to Navarre and north of Navarre, like Milton and Pace, which are very country, you know, mm -hmm. not not as much city. 
like, how did you know about Milton? How did you know about Pace? And they're like, oh, I used to live in, you know, Navarre and you can find land out there. So, you know, even Crestview and Baker, which are, an, you know, 40 minutes from the beach. Um, but it, the travelers that came here was all from living here or knowing about this area 30, 40 years ago sometimes and um, wanting to just be that cl much closer to the beach and warmer area. And like you said, tax benefits. Exactly. The tax advantages. It's one of our diagnoses of residency planning. So, well, we have, um, before we make sure everyone has your contact information, um, we have a fun little thing I stole from one of my buddies that does a pop popular podcast um, called Special Guest Rapid Fire. So we're going to ask you five questions, <laughs> not related oh, to real estate. Um, okay. And then we'll get that, make sure that all of our listeners uh, have your information. And As always, Chris, be kind. Don't don't grill her too bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> the first one I'm very interested in because I um, now that I know that you spent some time in Georgia, what is your favorite sports team? Oh my gosh, that's the one thing I don't do. Um, okay. And then I, my, <laughs> I'm not a big, I'm not a big sport team. Okay, so I stopped watching TV when I was younger because I was really into wanting to learn about investments, and mm -hmm. so. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't watch any sport or nothing. You tell me, who do you want me to be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do you, want me you, to might like? a, you might be a Georgia Bulldogs fan since Georgia. they won national championships in a row. Okay, if they're sure. good, I'll say Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you know, um, Heather, you sound exactly like me when I lived in South Carolina, <laughs> not knowing any, this is terrible to admit, but I know nothing about football, nor I do I really have any interest in it. And that is an yeah. awful state to say that in. And then you tell me you're from Detroit and they don't even know who the Lions are because apparently they're not good. So I would basically <laughs> say the same thing you did. Mm -hmm. are, are you a Clemson fan or a Carolina fan? And I either if they're wearing a tire, I'm on that team. Or yep. if they, you know, they want to say one, then I'm I'm kind of a, a bandwagon fan. So I'm on the team. I'm on the team, whatever I've, team you're on. You with that <laughs> All right. This um you could have dinner with any celebrity or person from the past. Who would it be? Oh, from the past. Or current celebrity. Or anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so John Maxwell was a huge like impact on me my teenage years. Um, I didn't really have mentors growing up. So when I started reading John Maxwell, I was, you know, life changed. Right now, kind of on a Grant Cardone kick. So mm -hmm. I think for benefits for myself right now, it would be Grant Cardone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. I man, He was on a show that happened during COVID. I don't know if you remember this, where he got dropped in a small city. Do you know which one? I'm oh yeah, the, it's oh. um. What was yeah, that? I I was just looking at it the other day. Um, yeah, where they have to make um a million dollars in like yes. a month or ninety days or something like that. Yeah, it was good, but Especially then like, everything got shut down. Oh, we got my wife and I got into that show because I, I I love that stuff. All right, this one's a little. Well, I guess this uh, on the food kick. Favorite cereal. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess it would be cinnamon toast crunch because that's oh, I have five kids and that's like their favorite. I know, I know. I try not to eat cereal as much, but golly, it, it's uh, it's tough. Um, cinnamon toast crunch has grown on me. Um, Golden Grams is still my number one, though. I have to admit. Uh, I do like that. Favorite beverage? AM. One could be in the AM and one could be in the PM. You know, if you asked me a, a while ago, it would have been probably some sort of wine or something, but I am like addicted to white chocolate lattes. Mm -hmm. 
right now. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> final, final question. And you live in, in a slice of paradise. So this might be hard to answer your ideal weekend. Ooh. So we've been traveling to Mexico recently. Um, so being on that kick in this phase of my life, I would say it's a four hour trip. And so take me to Mexico in a adult only resort Mm -hmm. And, uh, we enjoy the spas. So the ones that have those hydrotherapy where you could, you know, go work out, go to the hydrotherapy spas and do nothing but that. And every day. I know I'm I'm not to be, I've yet to be to the uh, all inclusive, but it's on the, it's on the list. That's for sure. And even on that note of being in a slice of paradise. So we actually have that event coming up with y'all that our team is going to be down for, um, give us a little, uh, abbreviated what, what that's going to be about. And it's okay, about so us. we but be nice because yeah, we're going to be there. <laughs> it's about teaching tax flow. I mean, teaching all of these wonderful investors how to keep more of their money legally, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a real estate investment group that is free to the public, and we have over 250 members now, and are just so excited to to have the education that people need at their fingertips in a fun environment where they can rub elbows with the people that think like they do, um, who want to build wealth through real estate. And we definitely need to learn about taxes. I mean, you can make six figures and pay six figures in taxes if you're not careful. And what better way to save money than to invest in real estate? And that's what you guys are teaching people all over probably the world to do, right? You're going to come yeah, here sweet. and I'm, yeah, I'm going to get famous for you guys coming here and teaching everybody how to keep their money. Hey, that's all right. We'll <laughs> ask for your autograph after speaking of famous, check out Heather's website, heatherblatz.com, B-L-A-T-Z. And she's got a great YouTube channel also, but definitely check her website out. That's the central spot for contact, getting in contact with her. Um, if you're local to Northwest Florida or you want a um, to get a new another business deduction, why don't you head on down for one of those events for Walton Beach Airport? Dustin for FT uh, it is a growing airport. So they have some direct flights coming in. Uh, I know from Nashville they do. And um, well, I know we look forward to it. Oh, and, for sure. And as we as we wrap up, as I always like to say before before Heather kicks us off our own show for me and Chris bantering each other, too bad. Been a loquacious, I know. Yeah, I know. It, it happens. That's what happens after a couple couple decades of knowing each other. Um, big thank you again to to Reps Tracker um, for for supporting this episode for us. As mentioned earlier, it is a fantastic app. So anybody that is on those spreadsheets or writing, you know, with a sharpie marker on your arm, how much time you've spent. Um, go ahead and wash your arm off, use some rubbing alcohol, maybe some makeup remover, whatever you got, get rid of it, (laughs) delete the spreadsheet. Once you convert that over fantastic app. So thank you again to them for supporting us. And Chris, what else do we have? Got a rate review, subscribe to this wonderful podcast. Thanks Heather. Again, we can't wait for the event and, um, we'll see you soon. We'll see y'all soon. Take care. Thank you everybody. And see you next week. (laughs) 